It's the Book Squad podcast, a production of Lawrence Public Library and Audio Reader Network. On this edition, our two-book minimum features The Book of the Unnamed Midwife by Meg Ellison, The Castle Cross the Magnet Carter by Kia Corthron, Lincoln in the Bardo by George Saunders, and Exit West by Machine Hamid. Later on, we're talking about Encyclopedia of an Ordinary Life by Amy Krause Rosenthal, as well as other news and updates from the book squad. And now it's over to our resident Lawrence Public Librarians and book squad gurus, Kate Gramlich and Polly Ken. Hello. Hello. How are you? I'm good. How are you doing? Pretty good. Okay. So we're going to jump into bookish news. Bookish news. Are we ready to go? I I'm first so. today. Yeah, you I'm are. I'm first today. All right. Yay. Okay. So I have some news about the Penn Literary Awards, of which I always get confused because there's about 127 there are, different Penn Awards. Yeah. But um, I really wanted to point out uh, the de- the Literary Award for Debut Fiction because local local boy Cody Smith um, was a finalist he did not end up winning this time but I suspect he'll win something big someday Um, and the the actual award this time went to Insurrections by Ryan Amaclar Scott so you might want to check that out I saw it on the shelf the other day Um, and I wanted to talk about Matthew Desmond who won for Evicted and you love Um, that book I love that book I think we've I think I've talked about it on here and I think I know like I have. You should. Um, if you haven't, because I'm I'm all about that book. And then um, uh, Hisham Matar. I hope I said that right. Well, he won for the overall prize for the return. So a um, couple things to check out. So that happened a little hot minute ago, but very recently, the Underground Railroad by Colson Whitehead, which I know I've talked about on here, mm-hmm. um, won the Pulitzer. And I th- he'd already won the National Book Award, but he's also won the Pulitzer. And then Blood on the Water <clears throat> by Heather Ann Thompson um, won the Pulitzer in history. So I wanted to um, – somebody was raving about that book to me last November, and it's on my list of stuff to read. So it's just moved up. Mm-hmm. Um, but that's about the Attica Uprising. Oh, nice. In 1971, I think. Um, <clears throat> so, she, and actually she is visiting Lawrence June 28th, I think is the right date, but we've got a little time to correct that Yeah, <laughs> if, if I have it wrong, but she'll be here. Um, so we'll have some more details on that. Is um, she doing like a reading or uh, she's doing a reading? KU is bringing her. Oh, so cool. I'm sure okay. the library will promote that. Yeah. Awesome. Mm-hmm. Well, speaking of KU, uh, they just picked their next common book. Um, and this year, of course, it was uh, Between the World and Me by ta Coates. And next year for the 2017-18 year will be Citizen by Claudia Rankin. Um, and uh, Claudia Rankin is all around B.A. She um, is the author of five collections of poetry, including Citizen. Um, she's written two plays. She's edited several anthologies um and then uh citizen itself is really uh groundbreaking because um let's see it won several of those pen awards probably mm-hmm. 100 of the 127 probably. yeah mm-hmm. uh and then naacp award and um it's also it's the first book ever to be named a finalist in both the poetry and criticism categories of the national book critics circle award which nice. is pretty cool nice. um and, uh, yeah, it's, I read it when it first came out, I think. Um, and there's a lot to discuss in there. Uh, when, did it's, it, when did it first come out? 
That's a yeah, really wonderful Sorry. question that I'm sure Nick will find the answer to. <laughs> and then I'll just say it in the middle of the podcast. Mm. Uh, it came out, you know, like not last year, but mm, a couple sometime years within the last mm-hmm. three, probably. Mm-hmm. Uh, and <laughs> it's uh, there's little snippets of poetry um, of various lengths, and some of them are really conversational, and some of them are more like um, straight up poetry, poetry. Um, and there's also some art in there and things. And, um, it's, yeah, I think it would be interesting to discuss in a variety of, of yeah. classes. I'm getting the sense that like, uh, Claudia Rankin is like one of those people who you should know, mm-hmm. but you might not know. Yeah. Like, why yeah. don't you know her? So, um, yeah, I, uh, that's interesting. I know. I'll follow. Maybe we should just sneak into the intro classes. Yeah. I'd like to do that. Yeah. I'd like to do that. I think there will be some discussions that the public can join on campus, but, um, and we'll keep you posted about that. Yep. We'll do that. So that was citizen and that came out in 2014. Thank you, Nick. (laughs) Um, and then one other quick news is that, uh, Murakami, uh, has a new book coming out in May, which is men without women. And then also, uh, totally different sort of book would be Paula Hawkins who wrote girl on a train. She's got one into the water, which is coming out in May. And um, a coworker of ours uh, read Into the Water, an, an early copy of it, and uh, she said she had not read Girl on the Train yet, but that she really enjoyed this one, and it makes her want to read Girl on the Train. So um, even if you didn't hop on that train, then <laughs> she could try this one. <laughs> it was like, is there, is there a person who no, hasn't read, read it? Gr- oh, what? Uh-huh. Oh, interesting. I listened to it, mm. and it was a really, it's actually a really good listen um because there's you know multiple folks so cool yeah put so put that on your listen list okay so a couple things to get on hold for yeah right on next up we got our two book minimum yeah except for i am well i'm doing the minimum this time i mean i'm I'm not doing the minimum this time you're exceeding the minimum Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. yeah uh like you said earlier, it's a hundred book maximum is what the other <laughs> one of these days we just might get there. Yeah. Uh, okay. So I've got two books, uh, three books. I'm lying. Um, <laughs> that I'm super excited about. One is, uh, the book of the unnamed midwife. Um, and that's by Meg Ellison. And that one came out in the year of 2014. Ooh, I know. Good job. You knew I was going to try to get yeah, you. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> uh, so there's this wild, weird fever um, that wiped out the majority of the per- people on Earth. And women and children are hit especially hard. Um, infant mortality rates are near 99%. Oh. Um, it's wild. Yeah. And uh, death and childbirth is, is similar. It's extremely dangerous to be. Um, a pregnant woman um, and and children do not live very long with this fever. Uh, and there's a nurse midwife who wakes up from the fever. Uh, she's one of the few that survive it. And uh, she makes it her mission to um, find as many women as she can um, on her travels in America and uh, covertly give them contraceptives that can uh, save their lives. So when you say covertly, like, are they, is it? The women Forbidden, are well. Or? The women are kind of treated as chattel. Like they, mm. uh, like either the women are being sort of straight up sex slaves, or they are being protected by the men, which oh. could be a similar mm. reading. Mm. Um, and so, like, but they want to. Re- the men want to repopulate the world. Little um, handmaidens' tale. It's super. Of, okay. mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, for mm-hmm. sure. 
and so to be able to do that, though, since she is a woman, she has to pass as a man. And um, and so it's the book is really excellent. There's a lot of cussing in it, so maybe skip it if that's not your jam. Uh, but it's a really great post-apocalyptic um, narrative and kind of an origin story for the rest of the world. Um, and uh, I love the protagonist, or I enjoyed reading her perspective, even if sometimes I was like, girl, what are you doing? <laughs> but, uh, but yeah, it was it was really good. And there's a sequel that's also out, and then there's going to be a third Um and I Instagrammed the author, which is my <laughs> my <laughs> habit, and she was super sweet. So, uh, book of the unnamed midwife by Meg Allison, um, highly recommend. And then there was a couple weeks ago that I had um, there was it was like one welcome desk session I think when I was up at the library sitting there and um, had patrons recommend me books, which is always really fun. Um, and let's see, so. I've got two of those, and we've got Castle, the Castle Cross, the Magna Carter, which I always want to say Magna Carter. I do and I just, too. The, I, I'm gonna mess up I this keep title every it's time. A typo. I know it's not. <laughs> okay. By Kia Corthron, um, and that one just came out uh, 2016. Mm. Um, it's a it's a doorstopper. It's a uh, yeah, it is. Uh, 800 it's pages. Oh lord. It's yeah, super heavy, um, and. It's on the blurb here. It's um, a sweeps American history from 1941 to the 21st century through the lives of four men, two white brothers from rural Alabama and two black brothers from a small town, Maryland, whose journey culminates in an explosive and devastating encounter between the two families. And uh, it's she's this is her first novel, um, but she has won the Writers Guild Outstanding Drama Series Award for writing an episode of The Wire. And then also she's a playwright. So, um, yeah, it's a, it's a, I've heard it's an amazing debut novel that's not getting talked about as much. And I still need to read it. <laughs> but <laughs> I'm going to. It looks real good. It's jade. It's big. I know. It's it's, I know. Uh, and then there is one that I did read that was recommended by a patron, uh, News of the World by Paulette Giles. And that just came out this spring. It was this spring. It was, okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like January, I think. Um, it's a Western. That's winter, I guess. Yeah. Sorry. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's 2017. Uh, it's a Western, which checked that off of my squad goals challenge. Oh, nice. Because we were supposed to read a Western. Nice. Um, it's set just after the Civil War, and there is a 70-ish year old man named um, Captain Kidd, and he becomes responsible for transporting a 10-year-old um, girl back to her home. She is um, a white girl who was captured by Native Americans. Um, and then raised as a Native American for half her life. And so she forgot all, um, any like cultural upbringing she had before. And so they're kind of learning to live with each other on this journey, you know, um, as they're heading back, uh, to her hometown and it's, it becomes sort of this adorable kind of grandfather, granddaughter sort of relationship with, with different challenges, um, it's uh, it's an amazing audiobook. I would really recommend Ooh. it as an audiobook. Yeah, yes. and okay. uh, on the back of the book, Nancy Pearl, your idol, I she blurbs her. it. So, oh, Nancy Pearl. Do you want to talk about who Nancy Pearl is for just a moment? Since I yeah. didn't know before I started so working Nancy with Nancy Pearl is. Um, I don't know that she is a working librarian anymore, because, but she worked at the Seattle Public Library, and she sort of 
was one of the people who just really pushed forward readers advisory, which mm-hmm. is, you know, um, helping people help librarians, helping people find something to read and making book suggestions, um, which people don't always know that librarians do. Mm-hmm. I don't, I'm not, I mean, that well, seems, not all librarians do. Yeah. Do. That seems weird to me, but, mm-hmm. um, but people didn't know that. And so she's, um, she, if you listen to NPR, which you probably do, if you're <laughs> listening to us, um, she often does book recommendations on NPR, cool. and she has a couple books out called Book Lust and Book Lust Two, mm-hmm. um, which are great, and they're organized by a kind of appeal factor, so um, or like quirky whatever. So anyway, um, if Nancy Pearl tells you to read it, probably you should, you should just totally do it. read it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Well, and so what are you what are you uh, reading? Okay, into? so I just read. Um, I'm going to talk about Lincoln and the Bardo first by George Saunders, um, which I just read this last weekend. Yeah, that just came out March, I think. Um, or we're not still in March, right? No. Okay. No, I, it came out <laughs> now. Came out right now. Um, you know, people were really talking about it. George Saunders. Um, is you know kind of a name in literary fiction and i will say like i've been avoiding george saunders and i think short stories i have a little bit of i have a little bit of that like if everybody thinks something's fantastic Mm -hmm. then um then i don't i don't know i don't know if i want to avoid it because which is weird because i because i I tell people stuff is fantastic Mm -hmm. and then i want them to read it Mm -hmm. but um i don't know if i avoid it because i just don't want to be let down or whatever but like Mm -hmm. you had these patron suggestions so like someone suggested to me um, uh, all the light we cannot see, mm-hmm. like way before it got really hot, and and it deserved the hotness that Maybe it it's got. That you want to be a trendsetter? Oh, that could be. <laughs> I don't know, but let me tell you. I'm going to tell you if if you have that same tendency like I do, just don't just overcome it. This <laughs> book is just weird and sad and beautiful, and um, it's there's just nothing like it. Um. So the story takes place in the uh, the course of one evening uh, in the cemetery where Willie Lincoln has just been laid to rest. Um, Willie Lincoln is the 11-year-old son of, um, you know, Abraham Lincoln. I don't okay. know if you've heard of that, that guy. Mm-hmm. Um, so uh, he he got sick uh, very quickly and died um, right – he was very sick mm-hmm. right on the evening of a big state dinner. Um dies the next day and um you know right as all of this is happening abraham lincoln is also um receiving word of a huge just loss of life and the the bloodbath that is Mm -hmm. going on um out there and getting um public criticism for that so this book is um it's just constructed in a really interesting way. Um, the cast of characters is really huge. Um, and the text kind of goes back and forth between uh, historical fiction, fantasy, and historical fact hmm. by the way of like actual real historical material. But that historical material is also mixed in. There's real historical material, <laughs> like, like from... Um, you know, books or whatever that you could, that we could look up. He cites everything. Okay. So you could look it up. Okay. But then there's just some stuff that he made up too. So (laughs) it's, it's, yeah, he, it's very inventive Mm -hmm. and I'm really loving books right now that are just not like anything else that Mm -hmm. I've read. Maybe I just, you know, need a palate cleanser or something. So, and we're going to talk about one of those later. Um, but it's just it's not just the content, but the construction of the book is really weird. When you open it and look at it, it looks like it could be a play. Right. Um, but it doesn't read like a play. So um, 
I, I do want to read a passage by Bevins. Is that the one you had me read? Mm-hmm. Oh, He's good. my favorite character. So, um, and I'll probably use up a lot of my time on this one, but uh, the, the passage is, um, and there was nothing left for me to do but go, though the things of the world were strong with me still, such as, for example, a gaggle of children trudging through a side-blown December flurry, a friendly mat share beneath some collision-tilted streetlight, a frozen clock bird-visited within its high tower, cold water from a tin jug, toweling off one's clinging shirt post-June rain, pearls, rags, buttons, rug-tuft, beer froth, someone's kind wishes for you, someone remembering to write, someone noticing that you are not at all at ease. Mm. So, I know. That's my favorite. Actually, Bevins is my favorite character, and I feel like I feel like Saunders, that must have been his favorite character to write because it just, because Bevins just sees and senses and mm-hmm. feels the world so acutely that, you know, it's probably just his challenge to like, let me write the most beautiful observations of things around that really will touch your soul. So mm-hmm. anywho's, um, I, um, one, I cried actual tears mm-hmm. when I read this book. Which I don't always do, even if something sad. Kind of fake tears sometimes. <laughs> it was like an actual tear, not a fake one. <laughs> so um, just special for me. And um, two, I picked it up that night and I started rereading it oh, just because I wanted li- to. That's nice. Yeah, yeah I wanted yeah. to experience it again. Yeah. And then I, you know, got in bed and I was like, Kevin, Kevin, I got to tell you about this book. <laughs> like, and he's like, oh gosh. So um, I had to tell him about it. But um, so, and I have been told by those in the know, I haven't done it yet, but I am, I will be doing this, um, that you should listen to this book. It's got like over 160 narrators. Mm-hmm. And I guess it's got like sound effects or whatever. And it features Nick Offerman. Your other boyfriend, so. your other husband. Yes, please. <laughs> yeah, my other husband. Got a lot of those. Okay. So I spent a lot of time on Lincoln and the Barda. So it, like, hopefully I've sold you. You got to get this. Yeah, I'm, I'm sold. Um, it's a really long holds list right now, but you should get on it. And at the library, at Lawrence Library, mm-hmm. we've got some lucky days. So you yeah, can. we do. You can come on in. Get the holds list if you find one with a little. If you find a lucky day. Mm-hmm. Okay, the next book is Exit West by Moshin Hamid. Uh, that also came out in 2017. And I, um, I read this a little bit ago. But I read it in one day. It was really good. Um, the, the blurb from the book is, In a country teetering on the brink of civil war, two young people meet, sensual, fiercely independent Nadia and gentle, restrained Saeed. They embark on a furtive love affair and are soon cloistered in a premature intimacy by the unrest roiling in their city. When it explodes, turning from familiar streets into a patchwork of checkpoints and bomb blasts, they begin to hear whispers about doors, doors that can whisk people far away, if perilously and for a price. As the violence escalates, Nadia and Saeed decide they no longer have a choice. Leaving their homeland and their old lives behind, they find a door and step through. Mm. So yeah, it's uh, it's definitely a mix of magical realism mm-hmm. and kind of, you know, realistic fiction. Um, it's, it's very interesting. Hamid's use of language is really unique. He has these long, rolling sentences, um, but they don't feel like run-on sentences. You just feel like you're mm-hmm. sort of being carried along and you're drifting with Nadia and Saeed 
from their home to the beyond. So you kind of like see how this stuff just builds. And the story kind of being told through their relationship makes it kind of more, you know, nuanced and layered, which is really, yeah. it's really nice. It's not like an in your face, like this, the horrors of civil war kind of thing. But um, I think it's an important book right now because there, there is so much unrest in, in, in the world. And there's so many people who are having to leave their home and, the um the slow build and the day-to-day conflict and it really shows like the forces and danger that would drive people to leave mm. their beloved home and go to the unknown um and in this case to do it in a way that is incredibly magical and right. and weird yeah, like and dangerous yeah yeah, yeah. um cuz you don't know where you're going you just show up somewhere oh, that's wild i know and that's the one that Zadie Smith was talking about right Yes, Zadie Smith was had was, I think she had probably read the arc, the preview yeah. of it, um, and was talking about it when she was here this fall and and loved it. So very good book. Um, all right. So what do we discuss? The book of unnamed midwife. Mm-hmm. The book of the unnamed midwife. So sorry. Um, the castle cross the magnet Carter. <laughs> Lincoln and the Bardo and Exit West. And News of the World. Oh, that was the one I snuck in there. Oh, blast. Forgot it. Sorry. So that was, yeah, that was our two book minimum. Yeah. Mm -hmm. All right. Now. She said she said. Mm -hmm. This is the same thing, though. We both love this book. I know. (laughs) We're never going to fight about a book. Uh, Should we make one up to fight about? Yeah, okay. there was that one book that I hated and whatever. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we'll just we'll just good talk. Yeah, we want you guys to like get a little bit of tension. I know, anger right. too. Well, sometimes. we'll see if I like this book. Who knows? <laughs> what are we even talking okay. about? I don't even remember. All right. Well, what we're talking about right now is an encyclopedia of an ordinary life by Amy Krause Rosenthal. So, um, probably if you know about her um first of all if you knew about her for a long time you're very lucky but if you didn't you probably know about her because um there was an article in the new york times recently um called you might want to marry my husband um in which she talks about the fact that she's dying and how amazing her husband is and that um that she hopes that this letter is going to reach the next person who will be the partner for her husband someday and that that letter uh, came out it was like a valentine to him and just then, this year yes just this just this year um it came out she wrote it as a valentine to him it came out like march 3rd or something and she died march 13th i believe so anyway you know it was making the rounds on social media and i'd seen it and i kind of tucked it away thinking oh that's really sad i should go read it and then you know a couple days later is when i saw someone post an obituary for Mm -hmm. her and I was like oh my gosh I didn't go read that article and so I read it and you know it just completely devastated me because it was just sad but also um it was you know we just had so much in common we both had been married 26 years Mm -hmm. to amazing amazing human beings we both had three kids her kids are almost the same spread in age Mm -hmm. as mine but hers were just a little bit older um, she's a little bit older than me. And um, anyway, so I I rushed to get the Encyclopedia of an Ordinary Life because I saw that she'd written this memoir. And she's a children's author, and she'd written like 30-some children's books, but her she was writing a little after my kids had sort of 
outgrown children's books. Mm-hmm. But um, so I, you know, picked up this book, and she writes, um, "I have not survived against all odds. I have not lived to tell. I have not witnessed the extraordinary. This is my story." And so it was, you know, and you flip through it, and it's just really funny. Um, you know, the the opener is she tells you, you know, how many times she uses the word coffee in the book and how many times she uses the word love. It's um, the way it's constructed is it's it's an encyclopedia. It's from A to Z. So, well, actually, A to Y. The first entry is Amy. The last one is you. Um, and it's just notes that she's made on all of these random topics mm-hmm. over her, you know, over the time she was keeping them years. And so... Um, it was. It's just really like nothing else. But the, you know, it. Um, I don't know the entries. You're reading along. You're laughing. You're like whatever. And then she'll. There's an entry that's really poignant because yeah. you know she's gone. And so that that made it. I mean, I think I would have loved. It would have. Yeah, I think I it would have loved it anyway. Mm-hmm. Right. There's one that. Uh, it actually now that I'm about to read it, it reminds me of the the Bevins part from Lincoln and the Bardo. So mm, yeah, Maybe uh, that's why I loved it. Yeah, so this one is uh, returning to life after being dead, categorized under R for returning. Mm-hmm. Um, when I am feeling dreary, annoyed, and generally unimpressed by life, I imagine what it would be like to come back to this world for just a day after having been dead. I imagine how sentimental I would feel about the very things I found I once found stupid, hateful, or mundane. Oh, there's a light switch. I haven't seen a light switch in so long. I didn't realize how much I, li- I missed light switches. Oh, oh, and look. The stairs up to our front porch are still completely cracked. Hello, cracks. Let me get a good look at you. And then there's my neighbor standing there, fantastically alive, just the same, still punctuating our sentence with, you know what I'm saying? Why did that used to bother me? It's so endearing. And mm-hmm. so that would be beautiful if you even read it. No. And it made me think, time and yeah. Then. It made me think of stuff, you know, when you... I mean, I think when you've lived with somebody a really long time and you, like, I walk into the kitchen and the cabinet's hanging over, mm-hmm. hanging open. My husband just, I don't know. He just doesn't close things. He doesn't have time to close He doesn't cabinets. have time. I don't know what he's doing. But, like, I mean, you know, yeah. and you go through that arc of your life where you're like, oh, I will kill <gasps> if yeah. I find one more open right. cabinet. Right. And then now I just see it open and I laugh Aww, and Kevin I close it. Yeah. And, you know, and you... And you have those thoughts like, you know, I will be so sad when I don't have to close a cabinet someday. Oh, I'm sorry. Yeah. That's too sad. Well, too sad. though, the nice thing that I really like about this book is that then one of the, like an, a, an entry just a little bit afterward um, is stupid slow driver. <laughs> and she says, when I see a really slow driver, I have to pull up alongside him to see what this person looks like to confirm my suspicions. I am certain I will find a distinctly stupid looking person. <laughs> Ah, yes, he looks totally stupid, stupid slow driver. <laughs> so that's also, this book is so great because mm-hmm. she's not trying to be like this heartbreaking, you no. know, she's being herself, you know? She's, yeah, I know. She's like, here's this really um, beautiful, poignant thing I wrote. and But then also I get really annoyed whenever someone right. doesn't use their turn. I love, I mean, her entries on, like, she has an entry on bowling about yeah. how, like, you can't convince her that leaning does not change the outcome of her bowling. Right. I completely agree. So, um, yes, I totally agree. So I, that's why I loved this because I thought, um, you know, it's like a hurt, like it's like her saying, like there's something worthy in all of us mm-hmm. just recording the mundane pieces of our life because, uh, you know, the mundane things are the things that matter the most, right? In and the in, things that you'll you'll miss or you in the way, miss, yeah, yeah it, it matters the most in the ways that you know the way that you live, and so um, 
you know, the, the, the small things are worthy of notice and you're worthy of notice. Um, and you matter enough to write down your truth. And even if nobody else ever sees it, um, you know, you can make your own encyclopedia and what a gift that would be Mm -hmm. to people, you know, later if they found it. So something else, um, she also has done a couple TED Talks, and there was one called The Crevices of Life, which was my favorite, yeah, but she's got some that. other – she she did, like, some performance art kinds of stuff. Um, it was just, you know, like the one thing – she had people come out and bring signs, and they stood at the in, exit of the subway, yeah. and they cheered people who were running the marathon of life. Like, getting off of work. Yes, getting off. I mean, I was like, hooray, hooray. You made it through the day. And it was just, it was just the sweetest thing. And she's just, you know, she ha- has done those things. Like she had people meet up in um, oh, Lincoln Park, I think. Uh, what park is it? Some uh, park in Chicago. The one with the bean, I yeah, think. Yeah, the bean park. Um, um, and then just, she had them just all do random things of beauty together or mm-hmm. something. So it was just, I don't know. I just, I thought like. Like she and and the thing is is like when you watch her talk, she's not like she's super normal. Yeah, she's not like this inspiring public speaker. Mm -hmm. You know, she stumbled over things. She seemed nervous. Mm -hmm. You know, and I I just was like, I love her and I want her to come back. I don't. I don't think it's fair. It's the worst. Speaking of, mm -hmm. also today is the anniversary of Prince's death. We're just going to talk about people who died that are (laughs) that should be here. Yeah. They're yes. too good for the world. Yeah. So I, yeah, I just, I loved this book. I, I think people would love it. It came out in 2005 and then she has, um, she has one called uh, textbook, Amy Krause, Krause Rosenthal, which is, um, came out in 2016. And the thing about this book and textbook, which all, again, it just, it makes it, it's so unique and fun, but also makes it more poignant and sad now is both of them are interactive. Oh, right. And so like, like in encyclopedia, she has a thing where she says, you know, the hundredth person mm-hmm. who emails me, I'll, I will bake them a pie and, and she send did. it to their home. And she did. Yeah. And, you know, so, and then t- the textbook, um, Amy, Amy, you know, she, it's like you text things in oh, and sh- goodness. like, and there are, res- you get responses. Oh, so, um, I know, I know. So obviously like, I don't, I don't know what's going to happen with that. I haven't, and I have not had time. I just picked that one up. So I'm going to mm-hmm. read it this weekend, but I, I wonder if someone is taking care of that stuff. Yeah. I don't know. Well, but maybe a downer Polly. I'm sorry. I'll bring it back up. Just, it, it will reaffirm you and make you, feel really glad to be here yeah. and make you feel like you want to spend some time noticing the things that you maybe didn't notice before. Yes. The end. <laughs> okay. Well, now that we're, now that we're, have read all of those books and, and having wrung out, well, what are we doing this week? Oh, we well, can't be reading. We can't always be reading. No. So, apparently. Well, uh, was what the heck have I been doing? I, I don't, don't even know. know. Uh, I think we've been talking about um, kind of trying to make more, be more mindful. Yeah, I guess uh, we're segueing just from the thing we just talked about. Yeah. So. Yeah. And, and that is a really nice thing, just to go back to the book for just a second, about about books like that is you can kind of pull yourself out of 
your routine and and try to concentrate more on what you're doing at that time. Mm-hmm. Um, I had made grand plans a few weeks ago to stop checking my phone as much, <laughs> and that's not working out so well. So. Yeah, you and I did the same thing because I read when I watched Crevices of Life, mm-hmm. she talks about um, trying to it's making more space in the crevices. Mm-hmm. Uh, like the time you think that you have, uh-huh. she talks about um, the the different the squandering t- squander versus wander. So like hmm. you can you can take that crevice to wander somewhere in your mind and and live some something out in your or get some things done, or you can squander that time by just scrolling through your your social media feed mm-hmm. or or whatever. Um, so. I did the same thing, and I I, t- I, I took yeah. Facebook and Twitter off my phone, meaning I took off the you know, apps, off the apps, yeah. off the off the homepage, but they're still in there. And so now I've just found myself going to the browser and doing mm-hmm. it. That yeah, that's what I do. <laughs> that's what I did. I'm and then in, I was like, oh man. So I, you know, fair. after we have this conversation, I'll probably do better for a while. I won't. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> or I will say I'll do better. And then I'll pretend I'm doing that. My internet obsession, and it's just going to get worse in the coming months, is uh, going to Craigslist and then scrolling through the free stuff, like the curb alerts, like all the <laughs> stuff that people put on. You didn't know this. I do this all the time. Like every no, crevice. I should have guessed because, you know, I, I get texts from you. Oh, yeah. You about, should go pick this up. Yeah. There's free chickens. <laughs> yeah. So what, really what I'm doing is I'm providing a service for myself and others, mm. uh, connecting them with the free shit that they don't actually need. Stuff. Free stuff. Uh, see, and this is it's making me curse. It's just making me a horrible person. Uh, but I mean, we are coming up into the season of free stuff on the curb because oh, it's, it's all the kids are moving out of the dorms so and everything. Much free stuff. Yeah. And I get to get. I'm just. I have a wish list of all my the furniture that I wouldn't mind adding okay. to my home if I. Like I got my dresser that like that last year, and it's a great dresser. All right, let me tell you then. I will make you a <laughs> list. A I'll make you a list of the things oh, I need. Wonderful. Yeah, please do. You're... Send them in. Mm-hmm. Send them in, people, because I will. I will look. I was like, oh, they really needed patio chairs. Here's mm-hmm. a patio chair. I love that the things that I don't like to do are the things that you like to like do, like packing and packing. looking for free stuff. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I love so, it. I mean, I like free stuff. But I don't want to look. For oh, I'm about to scroll right now. It's kind of a compulsion. <laughs> uh, and I also have been borrowing my boyfriend's truck, and that's dangerous because then I could just drive around and just pick stuff up at mm. any point in oh. time. So that's mostly, honestly, that's what I'm doing when I'm not reading. <laughs> okay. Uh, so we did talk about the same things, and then I have still watching West Wing. Always can't stop, won't stop. Mm-mm. Not gonna happen. So, and uh, I will talk about my. I had to book an Airbnb. <laughs> This week to go to New York. I'm going to Book Expo at the end of this month, which if you don't know what Book Expo is, imagine that you're imagine that there's just a huge pile of books and you get to roll around on it Mm -hmm. and like smell it. Mm -hmm. That's what Book Expo is. Yeah, basically. I'm really so um, it's like the best thing ever for a librarian. And so um, I'm going to that, but I had to, I had to get a place oh to stay Lord, in New York City. It was so scary. It was not. It was. It was, it was a Midwesterner nightmare. Bu- I will book you. I will also book you your Airbnb next time. Okay. We'll just do job share. Because you like to do that. I love looking at. See, yeah, Airbnb is great. You love. I don't love. Done. We'll Sold. Do. It was super scary, but now now I have to stay there. <laughs> well, I can also stay there for you if you want. If you just want to stay, and I will just go Let's stay in your awesome Airbnb. House. 
What if it's a murder house? Well, you won't know. It's true. All right. <laughs> okay. Unless I'm in the Bardo. That's true. Oh okay. So, anyways, we better talk Maybe about... Maybe we should always be reading because nothing, <laughs> nothing else comes from... All right. We better talk about what's happening at LPL and get out of here. Yeah. So, all right. We, we got people coming. Yeah, we do. We, uh, by the time you'll have heard this, we just had Tanner Colby, mm-hmm. the author of Some of My Best Friends Are Black, and also a producer on The Daily Show. Mm-hmm. Hot stuff. Hot stuff. We will have just had Sarah, Sarah Paresky here. And um, by the time you do hear this, you'll be able to come to these things. Uh, Patricia Lockwood is here May 11th at 7 p.m. Local Girl, J. Robert Lennon, is coming May 18th at 7 p.m. These are all to the library. And then Mary O'Connell, also Local Girl, is reading her book, um, reading from her book, Dear Reader. Yes. Um, I should say, I guess Patricia Lockwood's talking about Priest Daddy. Yeah, which has a really hilarious cover. So yeah. you should go look at that. You should go look at that. And and did I say Mary's coming May 30th? Yeah. Okay, good. And good. J. Robert Lennon is not local, but he's been here before. He came mm-hmm. in like the fall. It was right after I started the library, the fall of 2014. Yeah. And he's really funny and charming and um, his stories are kind of wacky. So he's a... He's a good listen. This is it's a it's a springtime of authors. Mm-hmm. You you should get here. It's I don't want to say cornucopia. That's a no, fall that's a different. Thing. Yeah, this is more of a bouquet. It's a, a bouquet. Yes. Nice. Good job. Thank you. Okay, right on. <laughs> One last thing. What else is happening? Uh, <laughs> well, actually, the Willow Domestic Violence Center uh, is having drop-in time on Monday mornings at the library, which is really nice if you have any questions at all about their services. Um, and we learned a lot about those at our staff day recently. Mm-hmm. Um, someone from the from the Willow will be at the library doing, uh, doing yeah, just drop-in consultations or chats about about all the things, many things that they do there. So. Good. Awesome. That's, Glad to hear it. I think that's it. I think we made it through our seventh. All right. That's Yay. this. That's this month's podcast. Happy reading. Happy reading. Yes, that's it for this edition of the Book Squad podcast. For more details on any of the books or events mentioned in this episode, visit reader.ku.edu forward slash book squad podcast or visit the Book Squad page on Lawrence Public Library's website, lawrence.lib.ks.us. Our amazing Book Squad librarians are Polly Ken and Kate Gramlich. Our theme music is by Heidi Lynn Gluck. I'm Nick Carswell, and this has been a production of Lawrence Public Library and Audio Reader Network. <laughs>